1: The transfer window is well and truly open The drama's in full swing And we've got some fantastic lower league fixtures this afternoon as well I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me today in the studio Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Kevens. We don't
2: just nod in the direction of the lower leagues here on Super School World We give them their full place in the wacky world of Scottish football I proved that on Super School Board last night By getting the outcome of Morton and Ross County all wrong New Year, old <laughs> mistakes And while we're at it, welcome to our world, Ollie Burke. Now on loan at Celtic What will Celtic and Rangers Look like by the time This transfer window ends And whether it's Burkhard or Jermaine Defoe Do they have the temperament To handle what's coming Because Believe me What's coming Will not
1: be for the faint hearted Mark Wilson From a purely selfish point of view I sort of wish it It wasn't the winter break But you never know Maybe Scottish football Does need a rest At the top level Um And some good Lower league fixtures For us to Take into account this afternoon Plus all the drama that goes along with the transfer window as well
3: Yeah well all our attention usually goes on Our our top league and rightly so With what a start we've had To this season but I mean we've covered uh, a few lower league games This season and they've all been terrific encounters And there is a title race, a proper title race Even if you look at the transfers In the lower league, everyone will go Celtic and Rangers and who will have the best window You look at teams like Partick Thistle Dundee United, Falkirk who have all brought in significant numbers And we are only in day five of the transfer window So I'm looking forward to today Because these some of these managers are under pressure And have brought in, as I say, significant numbers early on They have to start getting results
1: And it has to be soon Alex Ray, it is only the 5th of January And time yeah. will tell if these guys become good signings or not But certainly some of the names that we're seeing already Five days in Oliver Burke, the latest Jermaine Defoe Ross McCormick to yep. Motherwell
4: I've um, jo- yeah. enjoyed
1: the start to the window It's certainly shaping up nicely
4: Well I expected uh, I expected Big names They're, They have come in their Abundance But it's interesting We were talking prior to the show For me a lot of these guys Are coming at the tail end Of their, their career I'd like to have seen them earlier But what it does do is They bring the profile up again Because mm. you're looking at International players They'll bring that back of quality And it's really just Whether they've got the legs to Kind of cope. We've seen several players over the years, guys like Roy Keane, Joey Barton, um, uh, you know, Janino and Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane. So there's been plenty of players over the years, Gordon, who have come up thinking, "Well, oh, that's a marquee signing." It hasn't quite worked out, but. For me it's exciting because the thing is We we wanted to see signings early in the window And they seem to be coming Mm
1: -hmm. Oliver Burke at the the other stage of his career Of course we'll delve into all of that I'm sure as the afternoon progresses And then don't forget at 5 o'clock It's over to you to have your say on the open line Anything that you witness on the field this afternoon Or maybe off the field as well Give us a call You can tweet us throughout the afternoon At Clyde SSB Uh, We've got the top team all around the grounds this afternoon As well Some big old games in the Championship and beyond uh, none more so than at Tannadice. Let's check in with Fraser Wishart, Dundee United against Partick Thistle. Fraser.
5: Afternoon, God. First game of 2019 for for us all here, but uh, an important period I think for both these teams, and uh, with many changes in both lineups, and I think uh, a key period for them both at either end of the table for United. Of course new owners and possible investment but they have to get promotion this season you look around Tannidys they stand here and they're one of our bigger clubs should be in the Premiership of course they have to get there on their own merits whereas for, for part of this will again probably Premiership sized club but it's been a disastrous season relegation last year and in real danger of going down again they're in the playoff spot just one point above Falkirk in the bottom and now five behind Aloua Athletic who've been on a decent run in eighth place in safety and Gary Caldwell has responded I think he's under a bit of pressure from the supporters but he's signed five players this week and looking to turn things around Very quickly next week they play Falkirk at home so a victory even a point today would be a good result for, for, for Partey Thistle and we'll give them a wee bit of space going into that big game next week both had poor results last week United lost 2-1 at Alloa. Thistle lost 2-1 at home to Morton and last, right, last night's result sorry when Ross County lost gives United a bit of a chance to close the gap between themselves and the top to four points expect a tense and nervy game today here's the teams for Dundee United three changes young Aidan young Nisbet former Celtic player is signed but he's on the bench Benjamin Zegres is in goals back four Stuart Murdoch Rashid Buhena Frederick France and Callum Booth across the middle Matty Smith Fraser 5 Sam Stanton and Fraser Aird with Paul McMullen just off the main striker Pablo Safranco Rakovan Craig Curran Billy King Eden Nisbet Christoph Rabich, Jamie Robson and Paul Watson are the substitutes so Patrick Thistle of the five signings three start and two are on the bench new goalkeeper Connor Hazards and goals back for Christy Elliott Stephen Saunders Sean McGinty and James Penrice in midfield Blair Spittle Craig Slater Stuart Banigan Miles Story with Gary Harkins just off the f- main striker Chris Doolan Jamie Sneddon Chris Erskine Andrew McCarthy Callum Wilson Daniel Jeffries Joe Cardlin Ali Roy are on the bench and the referee today at Tannadice is Bobby Madden
1: OK let's get the pre much thoughts of Gary Caldwell I feel like I've,
6: I've made a mark in, in different ways off the pitch the results on the pitch we accept haven't been good enough uh, for the whole season uh, and I felt it was important that you know this window gave me the opportunity to try and change the dynamic of the squad and, and change the results through that. I believe we have a new class of players that, that need a little bit of help and uh, the players that we brought in the experience they have, the know-how they have of this league will, will help them go on to get results and, and progress this club forward. I think every player we've signed has, has quality, but experience of this league and understanding how to win games in this league, I believe since I've been to the club, where we should have won more games than we have uh, and our performances uh, have, have deserved better but we haven't got it because of a little bit of understanding and know-how in certain situations and I believe the players we've signed will bring that.
1: Fraser Wishart, The harsh reality Of modern football Is that whilst managers Would like Two and three And four and five Transfer windows If the results Don't go to plan You, you don't really get them
5: No you don't get them And you don't even get One transfer window In Gary Caldwell's case Some supporters already uh, I think I think Ronnie Was at the, show, at the game Last week for our show And seeing some of the supporters Already getting onto to his back Which is far too early There's a touch of St Mirren a couple of years ago About Partick no so Relegated and then find themselves in real trouble when Jack Ross came in he didn't get instant results and uh, his first transfer window was similar it was a January window 10 in, 10 out you might see something similar at Partick Thistle and if they get the same reaction because Simon managed to stay up although it was very late in the day it's not, it's not lost yet obviously it's five points between themselves and Allowa but if Alloa get a result or two in the next couple of games and Partick Thistle don't all of a sudden that gap just grows and grows and so does the pressure on the players and at the moment the players are really struggling from going from finishing top six 18 months ago to being relegated in the summertime to now bottom of the of the of the championship. It's a different mentality and Gary Caldwell just be hoping the likes of Joe Cardo and Ali Roy who are both in the bench but both very exciting players and I think will bring a bit of excitement to the attack uh, can, can can respond. Gary Harkins back for his second or third spell at of Thistle. Can he bring a wee bit of that old magic as well? But it's a it's a really, really interesting time. And also a very vital time for Partick Thistle in the next few weeks.
1: Hugh Keevens is on the first show back of 2019. I asked fans for their footballing highlight of 2018. Yeah. Um, and a Partick Thistle fan tweeted in mentioning that they won seven league games, or seven games in the calendar year. Yeah. Uh, not a great deal to get excited about. And they'll be hoping for um, a, a much better year this time around.
2: Well, I don't know about points, but I give Gary Caldwell 10 out of 10 for speaking very positively about what has so far been a fairly negative Situation for him At Partick Thistle You know he says In the clip That you played there That he believes He's made his mark On the club Well In what way really Uh, Because they're still Second bottom of the league They've made a lot of signings And it does look brighter For the immediate future But he has yet To prove that
1: OK, let's keep going around the grounds then uh, one with great interest at top and bottom is Air United against Falkirk. Alison Conroy is at Somerset Park.
7: Yeah, Good afternoon from Somerset Park. Seven new players in at Falkirk so far. Five of them start here this afternoon with Shane Lavery settling for a place on the bench. The only signing not to feature this afternoon will be Abdul Osman. It is, as you say, Air United who are three points from the top of the table against Falkirk who are one point adrift at the bottom of the table. Air United not in the best of form at the moment. They're coming in on the back of three draws, while Falkirk are looking for their first win since the 1st of December. So Air United will have Doon in Goal, then it'll be Smith, Harvey, Rose, Bell, Kerr, Murdoch, McDade, Crawford, Moffat and Moore. For Falkirk, Mitchell and Goal, that'll be Kidd, McGee, McLean, Robson, McShane, Ruddon, McKee, Dixon, Waddington and McKenna.
1: So that was no Lauren Shankland for Air United?
7: Nope, Shankland is out this afternoon He's one of Two changes To their team So I'm just checking If he's on the bench He is not on the bench either So let, let so me
1: get this straight We spend all season Banging on about Lawrence Shankland we, we eventually. I don't he care injured. We eventually get the chance To cover an Air United <laughs> game And he's nowhere to be seen injured, Would you like injured, me to go down And Allison. Allison. have a word Well If you could
7: just patch as him up And get him on Do you want but me to go down And find out if he's actually Here injured Or if he's Allison, not here
2: Find out if this game Is actually still official
1: If he's not playing Honestly <laughs> oh, He's been the super scoreboard Player of the season I the know there is a lot
7: of SFA people here this afternoon. Well, I don't know what's going on.
1: Listen, Call up but coming, but he coming, can't be because he's not playing.
2: I read a great piece this morning on Lachlan Cameron, who's the Air United owner, who lives in Pasadena, California. And wouldn't we all rather be there today? But anyway, he I'm not sure Hugh, I would hmm. rather
4: be here with you, I'm a, I'm a mucker <laughs>
2: <laughs> He said uh, that that's it. He's given enough money to Air United now. He said if his wife actually knew how much money he'd put into Air United, she'd divorce him. Uh, but it's his father's club And that's why he has a, the emotional attachment But now Ian McCall has to get by mm. On his managerial skills And he could go top of the league today And have a game in hand Because Ross County slipped up last night So Collie is doing a great job there uh, p-
7: Plans, If they do go up And the changes that they're going to make to the stadium um, Not many basically I think the main thing will be Extending the press area the
1: priorities, it. eh, uh, Alex Ray? What about generally this I- this idea of of, of uh, perhaps how we view recruitment now? Because yeah. I think more than ever, um, there is a real appetite just for for new players, for for more players quickly. These guys aren't working, you know, rip it up, send them out, get more in. And Falkirk Are a, a prime example of that. Yeah. The number of the, the turnover they had in the summer was incredible. Was it seventeen? or And something, now, what? now already, Ray McKinnon has signed seven. He's let six go, and from the starting eleven, which kicked off the league season. One plays today. Jordan McGee, the only player who lined up at the start on the opening day of the league season and who lines up today. That yeah. is incredible.
4: Well, I think it tells a story in itself, Gordon. It actually tells you that he's not happy with the personnel that he took over with. There's a massive turnaround. You listen to Fraz there saying about Jack Ross when he came in, it was 10 out, 10, 10 in, to just to try and survive. And this is the way it's going, Gordon, because um, you know because of the need to try and stay within divisions And you know the the supporters The demands uh, And it's just a quick turnaround But what I will say is It's not conducive to success If you're constantly in each window Shipping out 15 Bringing in 10 in January There's a uh, it's, there's, there's no sustainable uh, I know there's desperate stages for Falkirk For Patrick Thistle And this is the reason why you're seeing the, the, the amount of numbers In which you're seeing um, but to try and red, r- get a steady ship You try and have a nucleus You try and stick to them And you try and add And you get rid of the chaff And then try and add
1: better ones But this is a tough old gig Mark Greedy's at them Firmland against Alwa.
8: I am, uh, Gordon, thanks very much Dunfermline against Alloa here at East End Park Alloa, the only part-time club in the division but they are punching above their weight Jim Goodwin has his team in 8th spot they're on 19 points, just 4 behind Alloa who sit one place uh, above them sorry, Dunfermline, so a win today would put them right on touching distance and only within a few points of the playoffs uh, just beyond the halfway stage for Dunfermline, Alan Johnson needs to get results they have underperformed, they've not been consistent enough but a home game against Alloa is one that they'll certainly expect to win I don't have teams yet But they will be with me
1: I am told by the Dunfermline press officer Within the next 10 minutes ah, Okay well, well Watch the space on that one And we're into League 1 as well today Gordon D'Eller Intrepid reporter Is out at Dumbarton Against Forfar. Do you Game of the day in Scotland here at Dumbarton I'm really just looking forward to. It Firstly, you found your you found your way there yourself. No, I didn't
9: get lost. I didn't ask a stranger. And secondly, <laughs> that you managed to plug that equipment in on your own. No, I didn't. One of the Forford guys right, done it. Right, okay. Carry so on. I'm off to a good start. But I'm really looking forward to this. i must admit, I had a bad week last week at Ibrox. I've been demoted to first division football. Can't get any bit. Be- can't get any better for me. But I was I was talking to Duff there, and it just shows you the different side of football. This is the bread and butter side of football, he's in his office 5-2, still can't name a team, doesn't know how many substitutes he's got and this is going to be a big ask today because he's fighting relegation, he's only three points off the bottom and he's playing a 4 for side tour playing very well, in the last two games i beat Dumbarton 2-0 and 3-0 respectively so it's going to be a tough ask for Jim but I'm really looking forward to it, I'm promised plenty of goals so weather good, pitch is fantastic First division, here we come.
1: Uh, yeah, well, seen he doesn't even know what the league's called. But there we go. We'll get that <laughs> nailed down by the end of the afternoon. Uh, maybe that's what it was called back in your. In fact, it wasn't because this is League One. It's still Division Two. Anyway, Hugh Keaven's. What about that? That is the reality. We were having yeah. a bit of a laugh and a joke, but you know, mm. that 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 is the reality. When you when you go down the divisions, there's a there's a a basic element there that. That we perhaps don't see often enough Jim Duffy With an hour to go Doesn't know how many players He has available this afternoon
2: Listen even when Jim Duffy was the manager of Dundee He was paying for things Out of his own pocket At Dens Park And that was in the That's right yeah Yeah you know So he is well used to Life's fluctuations And fortune uh, Where football is concerned So Jim Duffy won't panic That's for sure uh, but it is a, a reintroduction to the real world for Gordon Because, you know, the most weekends he finds himself at Celtic Park or at Ibrox And there at Dumbarton, one stand, an unobstructed view of Dumbarton Rock uh, It's all there for you guys Have they got yeah,
9: my statue yeah. there? Do you know, Hugh, honestly, I'm not kidding you on. I'm actually looking forward to this I, I want to see the standard, I've not seen much of this standard before um, to right,
3: because uh, you didn't come in any your
9: three games that's because you kept losing them um, and, you, and you were the manager at the time but uh, it's, it's, for your
4: support
9: <laughs> but it is, it is incredible I, I really felt for Duff there and he's waiting for you know the doctor to come in he doesn't know how many subs he's got it, it, it shows you the difference he was telling me that he went for a player in Moan and the player no disrespect decided to go to Cowden what chance have you got at this level And I admire the managers, the coaches That, that go constantly at this level Part time, work hard Wheel and deal, try and get players in And try and improve their team It's a big, big job Unfortunately Mark wasn't up to it <laughs> uh, I think
1: last time Well in fact, one of the my recent visits To Dumbarton, I saw Mark Wilson In the flesh score a screamer against yeah. Rangers Now you wouldn't believe it if you hadn't seen I, I saw it with my own eyes What was the yeah. final score though? I went slightly pear shaped yeah. after that. Four-one, <laughs> we got beat. And Alex, was your final game As St. Mirren managers yes. in Barn? I was there a as drama. well. I was a so, uh, uh,
4: no, no classic. This my final
9: day for Clyde. Then we'll, <laughs> we'll see <laughs> how the rest of the
1: afternoon goes. Uh, Mark Guidi, you have teams. At Dumfriesshire.
8: Yes, I do. Alan Johnston goes with Lee Robinson in goals. It's Tom Beedling, Jackson Longridge, Lee Ashcroft, Danny Devine, James Craig, and James Vincent. Callum Higginbotham, Miles Hippolyte, Aidan Keener and Joe Thompson on the bench for the PARS. Cameron Gill, Lewis Martin, Ryan Williamson, Martin back to Bakhti, Callum Smith, and Robbie Muirhead. A real experienced squad there for the home team for. Alawa Athletic, Jim Goodwin goes with Neil Parry and goals. And it's Scott Taggart, Liam Dick, Sam Roscoe, Andy Graham, Stephen Hetherington, Ian Flanagan, Jordan Kirkpatrick, Alan Troughton, Connor Shields, and Dario Zanata on the bench for the Wasps. Chris Henry, Kevin Colley, John Robertson, Liam Burt, Greg Spence, Adam Brown, and Ahmed Alulu. And today's match referee,
1: Gavin Ross. Uh, okay that's you up to speed With the team news then Ahead of our 3 o'clock kick-offs It's been a busy old week In Scottish football We're going to take a look back At the week's biggest stories With the top team next
0: Clyde won Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal injury solicitors Get the result You deserve Talk to thompsons.com. dot com
1: Hugh Kevins, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray here in the studio we've got the top team all around the grounds as well looking forward to some big games in the lower leagues today Air against Falkirk Dundee United Partick Thistle Dumferment Alloa and in League One Dumbarton Forfur as well uh, let's take a look back at some of the week's biggest stories we don't have to look Too far back Only as far back as Well this morning really Celtic making their first signing Of the window A loan signing Of Scotland's Most expensive ever player Hugh Keevans Oliver Burke Joins on loan Till the end of the season What do you make of it? I think that Ollie Burke is uh, arriving At
2: a very Interesting time In terms of the Relationship And the rivalry Between Celtic and Rangers And you know Celtic, it is by no means certain Will win eight in a row Their lead is a precarious one And the signings will have to Quickly Find their feet In what's going to be a frenetic End to the season Because the signings that Rangers have made uh, Defoe, you can argue all day Whether he's got here too late in his career Or is just right for Rangers Stephen Davis, likewise uh, But they look From this distance, to be very good signings on Rangers part, Ollie Burke will need to be the same for Celtic Because from now until the end of the season It will be hell for leather And as well as ability You're going to have to have the temperamental
1: ability to handle it all Mark Greedy, what do you make of that as a signing? It's pretty easy to see both sides of, of the argument here He has been Scotland's most expensive player twice He's only 21 so there is clearly A lot to like about him On the other hand You could say Well he's a bit part player At West Brom at the moment So clearly he's not Hitting the heights That, that people thought he would Overall Good signing for you Or not
8: Well yeah He has the potential to To be a real good signing He's an explosive player His main asset Is his pace We remember you remember Gordon, we all do when he burst into the national team. Yeah. It was very unfair under Gordon Strachan because, and, and it's the media's fault to be perfectly honest, we were hailing was a new Gareth Bale and the boy played about 21st team games. But it's because we're not used to it, as soon as somebody gets a big money transfer to Leipzig, in this case from Forest um, to, to Leipzig, 15 million quid, we jump on it before we're really giving the boy a chance to, to mature uh, and develop. And we do put a lot of unfair pressure, uh, or his career hasn't progressed since then. I wonder where he fits in does he come in uh, I don't know if, how much his games evolved in the past couple of years but we always thought he was a wide player I don't imagine him taking James Forrest out of the team but there could well be a gap on the left hand side because um, Scott Sinclair just hasn't turned up uh, for the past 18 months for Celtic so that could be a role for him in there or perhaps Brendan Rodgers has got something in mind to change his system but I don't think that he signed Oliver Buck and made a big financial commitment, albeit it'll only be wages but there will be a loan fee involved unless you plan to play him and if he fancies it he does have the ability to go and make a right good impact on this league.
1: Alex Ray, played through the middle for yep. Scotland under 21s in recent times I wonder if that's an option?
4: Yeah, well, I'm listening to Mark there saying come off the left-hand side. The times that I've actually seen him, Gordon, he's actually played through the middle or come off the right-hand side, so uh, whether he does feature on the left-hand side, but I agree with Mark in terms of his potential. I've followed him uh, just partly because of the the fee it was paid for him as a young lad. Uh, His career has stalled. You know, he's went to various clubs. He went over to Germany, says it was a great learning curve, comes back to the championship, and it hasn't quite worked for him, so... This is a milestone for him and where he goes from here because if he doesn't make it at Celtic, that'll be his six or sixth club already. No. So, But no. it's interesting because what he does bring in abundance is power and pace. Uh, um, I think in terms of linking up, if he's going to be a striker option, I think he has to uh, adapt more in terms of his general all-round play because if, if you put the ball into the space behind, he will terrorise teams. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see where he fits and it's a great move for the ball I, I think he will play off the left hand side I know we've perhaps
3: not seen him a lot there but I think Celtic are screaming out for someone on that left wing Scott Sinclair has been up and down this season you know got lots of criticism and you could see Scott Sinclair didn't have blinding pace but he looked a lot sharper in his first few seasons than he does now I think Celtic needs someone with power like Oli Burke To fill that role And and we all know with wingers It doesn't matter what side they come off with They can produce either way But I think having that pace Is something that Celtic badly need And I think they've got him at a good time A, A guy who was hyped up Transfer fee was huge Okay it's not went his way But he's got everything to prove He's not at the tail end of his career Where he's got loads of experience And goals behind him That he can relax on He's still only 21 with The world at his feet And a lot to prove I think that's is, a good signing For difference Celtic The
2: Mark He's not coming into the Celtic In cruise control He's coming into the Celtic Who are now in a battle yeah. A genuine yeah. battle For the first time Since Brendan Rodgers Became Celtic manager They're in a battle To win this league And he has to make A, a serious Contribution
1: Or else the the fans will decry his signing Uh, Fraser Wisher, what do you make of him? I think the assets are fairly obvious You remember his Scotland debut against Denmark As Mark Guidi says, it it was easy to get carried away Because he didn't look like a young Scottish player Absolutely huge, very quick, so powerful Um, That's clearly what Celtic will be trying to harness
5: yeah, it's been going to be interesting to see how Celtic approach this window. In, in recent years, the league's at least not been tied up by this stage, but there's been a bit of a gap. And, and almost the chat among Celtic supporters is, we need to be planning out for the Champions League qualifiers. You know, guys like Patrick Roberts would come in on two-year loans, you know, long-term loans. Uh, Bux is a short-term loan, and, and it just shows that they, they know that they need to bring in players that's going to make sure that they can win the, the title this year. Never mind the Champions League, because obviously you can't get there unless you win the you win the league. Um, but if you, if you look at all the loan signings that are going to come in you look at Jermaine Defoe you look at Stephen Davis you're not going to get them in peak condition you're not going to get them when they've played regularly this season because if they were in the first teams they're not going to play uh, so, so you, you, you wouldn't actually get them uh, to, to come up here you know? so in you know, all the a but situation Brendan Rodgers has got to look at it thinking right he's not, he's not played much this year but he has potential and you have to go and judge it as a coach and look at it as a coach and look and see what he's done previously and think this lad has got it he is a player and now it's up to Brendan Rodgers to, to bring it out of him and the player will be hoping he can do it and get back into the into the uh, into the West Brom first team, I, I would think. When when he goes back, you know, he's maybe not playing because the manager's changed as well. The guy who signed him is no longer there, and that often happens to to, to players. But same as Jermaine Defoe and Stephen Davis, it's a situation where the coaches have got to judge it on what can they bring, what they've done recently, and what do I think they can bring. Because in current form, you're not going to get these guys if they're playing regularly. But for me. Good signing Oliver Buck I'm quite excited by seeing him In Scottish football And seeing how he can develop He's still got a lot to go But he's going to he's going to develop At a, a high level now
1: I mean Gordon Deal If you were a Celtic fan out there I'm guessing You would hope that Oliver Buck Follows the likes of Ryan Christie Callum McGregor Stuart Armstrong Guys who maybe weren't At the top of their game But Brendan Rodgers Turned them into Being at the top of
9: their game Yeah for me He needs to hit the ground running Gordon um, The boys all touched on it there There's no doubt The lad's got ability He's got ability And abundance the big question, Mark, just now, I would look at him. So many clubs he's had, and he's still 21. They could, There must be something wrong somewhere. So it's a great opportunity for him to come to Glasgow and really get into the, the Celtic team. I think the reason they've signed him, and I think it's a good signing because Mark touched on it, Mark Guidi touched on it, Alex touched on it, seen him playing in all different positions. And he's one of these guys that on his game, he can play in any of the positions. So he gives Celtic great options, but he's got to hit the grunt, ground running for me.
1: Right, let's talk about the the recent news, if you like, or the, the, the most recent news regarding Rangers. Mark Guidi, Jordan Jones and Glenn Kamara have been at Ibrooks this morning. So that's clearly uh, nearing its conclusion. Um, at the moment, it looks like pre-contracts with a view to move at the end of the season, but... You never know. Maybe something could be done for the more immediate term. What do you think?
8: Yeah, I mean, I think in, in, in the case of, of uh, Steve Clark and uh, Jim Mac- but I'd say more so. Uh, Steve Clark. I, I would imagine if Dundee could get money just now um, for uh, Dan Dind- uh, Kamara, they, they, they would take it. I don't think they would value him as a, as a great loss in terms of Jordan Jones at uh, Kilmarnock I think Steve Class needs to sit down with the boy and say listen will you be committed can I still rely on you to, give you to give me what you've given the club in the first half of the season or is your eye going to be off the ball That that's the bottom line I think and if he thinks his eye's off the ball then you know, perhaps they start a, a negotiation period with Rangers to see if Rangers are, are, are willing to, to pay a fee Kilmarnock then need to weigh that up is it worth taking for example 80 grand or 120 grand um, compared to you know what we might be able to do uh, in the league. So that's one that could probably rumble on, Gordon. You you would find until the last couple of days of the window. But I certainly like the signing of Jordan Jones. I can understand why Kamara. I'm not sure if he's much of an
1: improvement at all in, in what they already have. Uh, Fraser Wisher, how problematic can pre-contracts be? Maybe it's something that that fans care about more than. Uh, More than players or whatever But there's always going to be that hanging over the head As is Jordan Jones distracted And in particular when it's to another team in the division
5: from point of view, you want to make sure the contract is tied up as well, because uh, you know, and, and, and binding in the summertime, even if the player picks up an injury, because that can always be in the back of a player's mind as well. And, and I've seen it before, where the player signs a pre-contract, picks up an injury, and then in the summertime, the a pre-contract offers ripped up because uh, there was there was no clause in it. So the players need to be careful as well. But I think Mark's right. I think that the managers need to look at it and look him in the eyes. And I think John Jones, deep down, will want to go to Rangers. It's, it's an exciting move for him. It's a big move for him. And that might be the case that he, that he, he might have to go, but uh, the, the, the difference between a place in the league that Jordan Jones might take from fifth to fourth or fourth to third is probably more than the transfer fee that uh, Kamara would get. So I, I, they, they might want to keep him. Um, and then it's just a matter of the player's desire and the player's willingness. Now most players, their attitude is spot on, but some players it can be, they can be, can be, um, they can just take their eye off the ball a wee bit. I, I agree with Mark. With, with Komalak, one's a bit strange in terms of the, the type of player that he is because they've got a lot of players like that Rangers you know they've got maybe it maybe says to me that Kulabai is not going to return after, after his loan spell but they've got Ryan Jack they've got Ross McCrude a lot of players that are similar to, to, to Glenn Kamara so he might be one that they'll just wait till the summertime anyway, and there's no rush to get him in. But I think if Rangers could get Jordan Jones in, then they would do it now. And it's a tough one for Steve Clark, tough one for Jordan Jones as well, because you, you, you're only a human being, and if you get a chance to go to a massive club at Rangers, quadruple your salary, it, it can turn your head. And I think Jones will probably want to go in this window.
1: Mark Greedy, what do you make of Jermaine Defoe Alex Ray said at the top of the show, you know, he, he reined off a list of guys who came up here as Marquis signings, and it didn't work out. Do you, do you see Dafoe being a success up here?
8: Uh, yeah I do He's certainly got the ability he, He's hungry He's hardly played In the past year 18 months In terms of start So yeah you know, he's To the best of my knowledge He's never won A league title Although he's played At the very highest level For
1: England And down He's just in full flow We were enjoying it And he's gone Yeah We'll try and get Mark Greedy back But it's an
2: interesting point <laughs>
1: That, that, that Alec Ray
2: Started off today uh, I remember going to Robbie Keane's debut For Celtic At Rugby Park on won 1-0 one, one, uh, I remember uh, Roy Keane making his debut against Clyde in the Scottish Cup. Clyde won two now. Uh, you know, so, you know, nothing is certain in this life and in the mad world of Scottish football. Absolutely nothing is certain here. I think we've got you now, Mark Greedy.
8: Yeah, sorry. Uh, I didn't realise I'd, I'd cut off. But yeah, I think it'll be a great. Uh, it's probably the best I've sounded in a long time. He's um, He's got the potential. Oh, sorry, not potential. He will be uh, a really good signing for Rangers. Again, where I've posed the question. But Oliver Burke, where does he fit in? Because I think Morelos strikes me he's been better as a lone striker because he likes that scurrying about and and, and trying to get involved. I don't know yet if he's mature enough to have a strike partner and, you know, having to sort of bow to Devo- Defoe's demands, if you like, because De- Defoe would, would uh, absolutely control uh, that partnership. So I'm not quite sure uh, where that one works out, unless Steven Gerrard is willing to change what he was doing the first half of the season and go to two up front.
1: Right, a bit of breaking news this afternoon. is that the Scottish FA have issued a statement. Uh, Chief Executive Ian Maxwell says it is with deep dismay that in the last 24 hours we learned one of our match officials... Having had threats made against him and his family We're in close contact with those involved with Police Scotland To ensure they're safe And those responsible are identified And held accountable uh, for their actions I won't read it all It goes on to say it's not the first time in recent weeks That officials have been targeted Um, They're unacceptable Extremely concerning um, our match officials make hundreds of decisions each game They take huge pride in their work It's inevitable that some of the decisions will be viewed differently And debated uh, by others But when that difference of opinion manifests as threats to our officials and their families A line has been crossed Hugh Evans. This is obviously uh, in response to the fallout from yep. last week's Rangers and Celtic game Which has seen John Beaton on the receiving end
2: Let us be brutally frank and honest Scottish football has an antisocial, lawless element. We have been troubled this season by racism, sectarianism, the Hearts owner, Anne Budge, threatening to close part of the ground because of a right wing political element within the Hearts' support. Therefore, we have not very much to be proud of where this season is concerned. And let me also underline that this lawless, antisocial element is a minority. It is a minority. However, anyone who makes that call to John Beaton is the type of person who should be ashamed of himself or herself, whoever did it, because he, for me, was wrong in two out of three counts where Alfredo Morelos was concerned. However, that's football, and that happens. It does not
1: mean that you then become a target for the antisocial element. Uh, Fraser Wisher I'm sure if and when a summit comes with with players and managers and referees you will be involved in your role as as head of PFA Scotland how on earth do we stop this getting out of control because it already looks as if it is
5: well I I think that was a statement that that we all agree with 100% what's going on with John Beaton is an absolute uh, disgrace and further than those who just made the comments and the threats and whatever else I think we should be finding out and the police should be finding out who actually posted his, his details online somewhere and then we have to look at websites as well and, and, and perhaps practically they have to be made responsible for the content because some of the stuff is just ridiculous and I've been talking about from a player's perspective about coins being thrown Bubbies and i now being punched about general abuse of, it, of it's various things being done to, to to players social media message boards as well and I think something has to be done at some point but the challenge for the SFA is what do they do about the five leading member clubs probably the five biggest clubs at the moment in, 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 the, in, the, in the Premiership who have all made statements about referees and how Rangers were punished for it and Celtic the, the latest one Aberdeen Hearts they've all made statements and that's the challenge I think for Ian Maxwell as well is to how do, how do they deal with with those clubs who are in the end remember member clubs of the SFA they actually run the SFA the clubs they got their own man in and Ian Maxwell as the chief exec that's what the clubs wanted so I, I kind of sometimes you know, wonder and just think what what are the clubs making statements for? There's a process here where they can go through the SFA, various working groups I sit on where proposals are made and proposals are agreed and the clubs are represented on that, the SPFL are represented on it as well. There's a process there that they can do and they can push things through and they can make changes themselves rather than making statements. That's Fraser, the challenge for the SFA here.
2: Fraser, we love a summit conference in this country and there's one coming along, again, involving all the clubs, and the subject under discussion is referees. Now, if Celtic say John Beaton Out of order. And Rangers say, Willie Collum, underlying issues, out of order. And Stevie Clark says, You only appointed that referee because he's got the old firm game to come, and so on and so forth. Where do you go with a meeting like that? When they all have their own particular grudge or grievance against someone, where do you go?
5: Well, at least they are going to come to uh, an agreed position because in my experience, you and I've been involved with the, the, the PFA for many, many years in charge for 12 I think for 18 years now and my experience is and this is not just the big clubs it can be the smaller clubs as well they phone you up when it happens to their player they don't take a wider position as in this is the way the best way forward for the game and I always say to, to managers, coaches in particular I say chief execs I say chairman leaders of committees of clubs in League 2 Do something about it. (laughs) Don't just sit here and do do nothing and make a statement. Do something about it. Come to a a conclusion as a group of teams, i.e. the 42 league clubs, and you are 50% of the SFA members, therefore you can make change. So, therefore, it may be a good thing that they're going to come to a position that all the clubs uh, agree Mm -hmm. with, you know. But, uh, I mean, I I have to say, going to games, I think there's been a lot of strange decisions by referees and a lot of poor decisions by referees, and and we have to look at that in, in... in uh, separation from from the other issues, but when we start accusing people of stitch-ups and we start blaming people of conspiracies and bias, I think we as a, as the media have a responsibility not to give people that airtime and our time in newspapers because without any backup, without any proof of that kind of stuff, it can become dangerous. And look what happens with, mm. with, with John with John Beaton. You know, I'm not saying that the media is to blame. Far from it. I think that uh, people who want to behave in that way Will behave in that way anyway But I think there's a responsibility here To, to make proper reasoned criticism and comment
1: uh, Mark is a, how much of this is a societal problem Because if you are the type of individual Who thinks it's a good idea Or thinks it's okay to phone John Beaton Or abuse John Beaton Because he gave a decision against your team um, You would be forgiven for thinking That maybe football can't help these people
8: No, they can't They're always going to exist Whether you're throwing stuff inside uh, grounds whether you're singing sectarian songs, where you're hurling racist abuse, whatever it's going to be, we can't we can't rid of you know football can't rid of these people um, from society. What what I'd like to to say, Gordon, on this, I, I feel uh, for John Beaton. I have to say as well, I'm surprised there was no further action taken against uh, Alfredo Morelos, let me state that uh, clearly, however, sh- that should not result in what has happened to him and what strikes me, and I've said this often at Fraser out with the, with the players, as I said the PFA and clubs, that the clubs have got double standards, sometimes clubs round the board have got an absolute cheat because week in, week out their players are diving they're trying to con they never come out and condemn their own players or their managers no but as soon as a referee gets a decision that they don't like and a lot of the time it's wrong it clearly is the wrong decision um, they they jump on it so referees are an easy target the S. don't help themselves as well they have to open greater lines of communication they have to show transparency so you know hiding behind closed doors and and, and, all the secrecy that goes on is not good for the game it's very frustrating for supporters for football clubs but Football clubs before slagging off referees and putting out statements, take a look at themselves and if they try and clean up their own game in terms of the behaviour of their players and the PFA as well, because they still don't actually say actually find it disgusting that fellow players will go out and try and con fellow players and when you're doing that you're making a referee's job harder. So it depends where you want to start the process, Gordon. But it's not just about referees. Clubs,
1: players, PFA, all the stakeholders, all have a major role to play in it. Right, we're a bit pushed for time, so we're going to have to leave that there. But just finally, Alison Conroy, Air against Falkirk, your referee this afternoon is?
7: My referee is John Beaton.
1: Well, hopefully a quiet afternoon for John Beaton down at Somerset Park. Uh, we're going to go back around the grounds next.
0: Slide 1
7: Super Scoreboard
0: With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to thompsons.com
1: Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray Here in the studio with me Gordon Duncan This afternoon we've got some big games down the divisions In light of the shutdown in the top league Air United, Falkirk, Dundee United, Partick, Thistledon Fairmont, Aloha uh, and Dumbarton, Forfar. A oh, bit out of breath Hugh Kevens, Because uh, yeah. just as, as The break ended I tried to throw My bottle of water To yes. the producer To get a drink And I almost killed you A national <laughs> treasure And nearly whacked you Right in the head um, It was very dramatic And just when we're Talking about people Behaving inappropriately At football mm, matches exactly. I have thrown a missile In the studio And almost wiped you out also, I apologize. you Just summarise it By saying you got A lousy aim as well <laughs> It's that big speaker Above my head was causing havoc Anyway Back to the football This afternoon Here United against Falkirk um, Alison Conroy The word coming out of Somerset Park Is that Lauren Shankland Has a calf injury um, Of course It's that time of year People can be cynical If they want And say "Oh, This must mean He's on his way But Ian McCall Seems pretty adamant That it's a calf injury
7: Yeah, He'll be back by next week We'll obviously speak to him At the end of the match as well And get him to repeat that But as far as we understand It is just an injury
1: ah, There we go and I suppose you, The incentive is there For Air United Having watched The brilliant yeah. job That that Morton did Against Ross County Last night Air United now know Um, That they can go top with a win And they would have a game in hand Over Ross County as well
2: Well There is no greater incentive
1: For Ian McCall And the Air United players uh, And
2: At a time when The the chairman of the club Lachlan Cameron Is saying from America uh, I've done my bit I'm putting no more money in Uh, I think I've given enough In terms of donations To my father's club Fulfilling the emotional attachment That the family have to Air United it's good that they have Ian McCall in charge Because if ever a man was doing things under his own steam Then it's Ian McCall who's looking now for back-to-back promotions
3: What a managerial achievement that the, would be The thing is interesting I remember moving in the January transfer window here From oh, here Dundee United to Celtic D- And I was left out the squad for a game against St Johnson Because I was signing the following week And it was reported I had a groin injury mm. Mm, So there you go Mischief oh. making Well it wasn't me I was told I wasn't playing so. You were told
1: you had a groin injury <laughs> I was told you're
3: groin So you're not playing <laughs> Who was your manager at Thursday?
1: At that time It was Gordon I thought he was going to say Ian McCall Listen On the basis That it's Big Chiz I have nothing left to say Let's hear from Ray McKinnon Up against Ian McCall today They're all tough Honestly They're all tough in this league I think the league's proven that Everybody's beating everybody We've had some really good performances In the last seven or eight weeks The last two performances You know you know, Especially Saturday Was probably the The one that sticks in their mind But You know we're starting to put a squad together and we'll keep doing that and hopefully if we can get the right people in then performances and the results will change. Ian's done a great job down there. He's had that squad together for over a year. He's added little bits of quality and, you know what, they're, they're flying. They, they don't change much. They're a very good team that they've proven this year, so it'll be a really tough game for us. But we were down there last time, we were down there 2-0 we up and, uh, you know, in my first game in charge, we ended up losing 3-2. Three, uh, three so if I can go down there and go 2-0 up, I'm pretty certain. I'm, I'm hopeful we'll see the game out. A man who really needs all these new signings to to work Mm. and work quickly, Hugh. Yeah, bottom of the league, Falkirk. They've got a
2: a good stadium there. They've Mm. got a a, a decent supporter base if you're getting the job done properly. Uh, And for them to fall into the third tier of Scottish football would be a sad day indeed. But there's no room for sentiment. You have to do it under your own
1: steam or else. Uh, Fraser Wishart, remind me how many of Partick Thistle's new signings are involved
5: Yeah, there's three starts Gordon and two on the bench Joe Card and Alistair Roy who are both sort of wide players um, are on the bench but uh, Gary Harkins uh,
6: Stephen
1: Gary, Saunders Stephen
5: is here Stephen Saunders starts as well yeah so there's, there's one other player that starts Connor Hazard the goalkeeper is on board from Celtic so yeah so big change around as you, as you were as we were saying earlier for Falkirk but also for uh, Partick Thistle and just really, I think signs that both these clubs are, are really desperate to stay in this division, relegation would be an absolute disaster but you look at the table, Falkirk 13 Partick Thistle 14, Alawa 19 now if Alawa were to get a result and the other two lose today, then all of a sudden it's a real, real gap so a, a key period for Partick Thistle and for Gary Caldwell, he was going to want these players to hit the ground running, they've got Falkirk next week which takes on huge importance no matter what Happens today, so a key period for Partick Thistle. If they're not careful, then they can become isolated at the bottom.
1: Are we seeing real examples, Fraser, of the importance of momentum in football and how that can work in both an upwards and a downwards direction? Take Livingston, for example, League One, straight into the Championship, straight up to the top flight and doing well. Air United may well get back to back promotions also, but on the other hand, teams like, I mean, you mentioned St Mirren previously, Partick Thistle. Once it starts going wrong, it's not easy to turn it around.
5: Yes, yeah, a losing habit. And, uh, you know, it's in the Thistle 18 months ago, finished in the top six. And, and then they started this season up being relegated with much the same team. I know they lost a lot of players uh, over the summer, summer period, but they still had the likes of Doolin and. And um, uh, Erskine and these types of guys, but it just hasn't happened for them. And when the confidence goes and you're losing games, it doesn't matter whether you're losing games at the top level or the bottom level, losing games can become a really, really bad habit. And, and you're right, Air United are a, f- a prime example, doing the same as Livingston, with the same players, momentum, confidence. Lauren Shanklin binds in a barrel of goals, they're all playing brilliantly last year, and they just keep that going. And for Patrick like Thistle, it's about changing things around, changing that mentality. But again, football is about confidence, and I think all the lads who've played football, you know, you play your best and you do things without even thinking when you're comfortable when you're not playing particularly well things are going against you you start to overthink things on and off the park and it becomes a real burden your position in the league and so a couple of good results apart part of this so could turn things around
1: but pressure's all relative isn't it because Dundee United they're doing alright at the moment I mean they're, they're doing fine that's why there, there's no there's no panic but at the same time I think what is this the third season in, in Scottish football second tier for a club like that and I mean that can't go on much longer
5: no and a change of manager as well uh, earlier on in, in, the, in, the, in the season and um Uh, Robbie Nielsen comes in and makes a big difference and they looked more solid when I saw them playing against Inferno a couple of months ago they looked a better team but then they go and lose to Alloa and so all of a sudden they were seven points behind but with Ross County losing that win gets them back to four points behind but you're absolutely right Gordon They have to get up. They've got new owners, new investment. There's a new structure going to come in with director of football and and sporting director, etc. There's no point in having that in the championship. You've got to get this promotion and they've got to keep themselves up there beside the United and Ross County. That's imperative. And and a home win today is absolutely vital for them. If they lose today with Ross County having lost um, last night, I think it will be a huge blow for the Tannaday's faithful.
1: And success is relative as well, Mark Guidi. for Alawa. Their expectations will be realistic if they can stay in that division. That will be fantastic for them, for Jim Goodwin, and they're making a good go of it at the moment. You're watching them at them today.
8: Yeah, you know, on the on the back of the the, the, the great win against Dundee United, um, you know, as I said, Alo probably probably only part-time team in the league, part-time manager, and, and Jim Goodwin, although as Mark Wilson knows well, he, he does put in full-time hours, and he's creating a nice reputation for himself. As he, if he's to keep them up this season, then that would be, you know, something quite uh, terrific looking at the Dunfermline team, there's no doubt they've underachieved this season, you know, they're they must have a, a big budget, looking at the, the kind of players they've got here. A lot of these players were, were just playing in the, the, the SPFL Premiership, you know, less than a year ago. So, um, you know, certainly Dunfermline should be doing better uh, than where they are. And a chance to win today would certainly put them up towards the playoff spots.
1: Gordon DL, Jim Duffy had to delay naming his team. He didn't know how many players he had fit and available. I'm assuming he does now, because it kicks off in five minutes. Uh, so give us teams at Dumbarton against Forfa.
9: Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately for Jimmy you only can name three subs this afternoon we will give you a starting lineups, Gordon uh, It's a 4-4-1-1 four, four, one, one for Dumbarton, Smith in goals back four of Ballantyne, Dowie, Carswell and Dyer. midfield four Peyton Forbes, Hutton, Barr Gallacher and Dom Thomas up front For Forfer it's a 4-4-2, McCallum in goals Meekin, Travis, White and Malone, midfield four of Bain, Riley, Hill, Easton Goal scoring machine John Baird and Hilson up top. So I'm looking for goals. Uh, there we go. So that's your team lineups. So all the pre match
1: talking is done, and the kickoffs in the three o'clock games are coming up next.
0: After the action, it's your reaction 0141 951 1025. Clyde 1 Super Scoreboards Open Line.
1: Full-time scores from today No top flight action Of course So in the Scottish Championship It was Air 0 Falkirk 1 Dundee United 1 Partick Thistle 1 Dunfermline 2 Allowa 2 And Inverness 1 Queen of the South 2 In League 1 It finished Arbroath 1 Breakin 0 Dumbarton 2 4 for 3 East Fife 1 Airdrie 2 Wraith Rovers 5 Stenhouse Muir 1 And Strunrar 1 Montrose 2 Two into League Two. It finished Annan two, Elgin nil, Cowden Beath two, Berwick nil, Edinburgh City nil, Stirling Albion one, Peterhead one, Clyde two, and Queen's Park two, Albion Rovers two. We will cherry pick the FA Cup matches for you. Too many to mention. Bournemouth one, Brighton three. Burnley one, Barnsley nil, Man United two, Reading nil, West Ham two, Birmingham nil, Aston Villa nil, Swansea three, uh, Chelsea 2, Nottingham Forest 0, Everton 2, Lincoln 1, and I think that just about does it. A few half-five kickoffs in the FA Cup as well. It's now over to you, 0141 951 1025. Where are you at again today? What did you see? Is your team on their holidays? What do you make of the signings so far? Oliver Buck, give us your thoughts. Uh, Glenn Kamara, Jordan Jones, Jermaine Defoe, let's talk transfer window. Hugh Keevens is here, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray. Gordon DL and Mark Guidi What's happening Hugh? Oh, well The, the Partick Dizzle fans In our vicinity your bottom of the
2: league 20 games played Is the concern now real? Uh, Celtic and Rangers fans The argument will be Ah, Jermaine is too old Ah,
1: Ollie burke has been a flash in the pan Let us know 0141 951 1025 Do it now John's a Rangers fan from Parkhead Hi John Hi Gordon What's in your mind rest, tonight, John?
10: And
11: the rest of the panel wishes all the best for the 2019. Yeah, same Thank to you, John. Uh, John. Thanks. Uh, just, uh, just a couple of points. Uh, just before I name my, my own point, uh, I, like, I'm watching the soccer sixes here. Yes. And, I, and I, I'm a, I'm like yourself, I'm a wee bit top. I'm a wee bit short on, on top. I've looked at that David James. <laughs> when the last time i seen David James, he was, he was, he was, he was like me, he's a number one. All of a sudden, he's got a, he's got a rub. Where did he get up to Alec
4: Is that a transplant Or is it No not at all He always had a good Head of hair But the, I think he went from The kind of perm Element now To the
1: bouffon He's, he's, he's watching oh. Gordon Duncan In the studio here Unexpected phone call Of the year I would yes. say John David James hair aside What's on your mind
11: Right, right my, two, my two points Is I want to take my heart Off to, to Dave King And I want to take my heart Off to Andy Halliday I thought obviously Dave King with the, the ticket reduction to the Celtic supporters last week I and mean, a lot of people said that the atmosphere wouldn't be the same. Ibrox was actually absolutely buzzing last week. It was jumping. Uh, and I'd like to take my hat to Dave King. And also to Andy Halliday. Also, you've got Mark Wilson and you've got Albert Ray, two, two pros. I mean, Andy Halliday was sent to the other side of the world. With uh, the we, we, visit and the opposition fans thing in his name over a year ago, 18 months ago, uh, and it just shows you how my opinion like maybe the guy's not a, he's not a betting bar but what he has he's a seasoned pro a good, a good manager a good coaching behind him and you looked at him last week I came on last Saturday night after the Rangers Celtic game he's, he's tackling the first two minutes told me that he set his stall or maybe set the, the Rangers stall last week and it just shows you I mean, how, how a footballer how, how maybe the, how they can change maybe the right person behind them, and maybe the right players around about him and just a couple of points I don't think Marellis has gone anywhere I'm led to believe that Rangers have had two bids of twelve million pounds not back in the last four or five days. That's what I was told. I go on the show the last couple of nights, so I know there's a wee bit of people saying the post coming and will Marellas go, and I don't think Morelis mm. is going anywhere. I'm led to believe if he does go, he'll be going in the summer.
1: Uh, right, I'm not. Not that's not one I'm aware of. That's not to say it hasn't happened. Mark Guidi, anything shed any light on, on that last point?
8: No, um, no, nothing um, that I feel. But I agree, I'd be very surprised if he sold uh, in January. I'm, uh, Rangers would absolutely be able to sell him in January if they wanted. There's certainly not a shortage of interest in him. But uh, unless they've got something else up their sleeve um, in, in terms of another striker to come in, uh, I think it would be madness to get rid of loss this month.
1: Gordon Dear, what about John's first point regarding, well, not... Not regarding David James' here, the other one about Andy Halliday.
9: Yeah, I totally agree with him. I thought, uh, like a lot of people, um, not that long ago, he'd be going out the door. When Stephen Gerrard came in, I thought that'll probably be the end of him. Then he ended up playing left back and I'm thinking, well, that's not his natural position. But I agree with John there. I thought last week, you, know, you look at James Forrest, everybody's been saying how well James Forrest has been playing. He's been on fire, he's been causing all sorts of problems. I thought Andy Halliday, I think he won man in the match in the stadium. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. And, he, and John's right. All it is is a bit of belief from your manager. We all know he's a Rangers guy, but that counts for nothing because you've got to go out there and produce it week in, week out. And to be fair to the lad, he's stuck in, he's worked very hard, he's kept his head down and he's de- he deserves everything. Well, I thought last week he was magnificent, I really did We do have some
1: breaking news this evening and it's that Rangers have confirmed the signings on pre-contracts of Glen Kamara and Jordan Jones. Both will join in the summer when their contracts with their existing clubs expire and both join Rangers then. On a four year deal So players that we Should know quite well In this country Jordan Jones Has been playing For Kilmarnock now um, On the wing For the last couple of seasons Glenn Kamara In the middle of the park At Dundee So Rangers fans Kilmarnock fans Dundee fans Give us your thoughts On that right now Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. John since we've got you On the line As the news is breaking What do you make Of those signings? I'll uh,
11: uh, Also the boy Jordan The boy Jordan Jones is, The boys Every uh, time I've seen him On the TV Against Rangers the boys get get pasty bum, uh, and I think maybe another Andy Harlandy. Nothing against, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I've a real touch of the cold here. Nothing against Steve Clark, but maybe Stephen Gerrard, maybe Poole, maybe even get maybe make him an even better player. And the boy Kamara, I've seen him a few times, and I've read in the, I've read in Neil McCann today in the paper, and he says that he
4: said he could be the next. I can't remember the
11: player Neil mentioned. I think he says was a Vieira, uh, something like that. Said, <laughs> like a... A... The <laughs> next Vieira. Yeah, he was oh, maybe right.
2: just talking oh. about style. He said he, he, said he was a Aye. mini Patrick yeah. Vieira. The day that somebody so, comes out one of these articles and says, you know what they've signed a right, <laughs> Doug?" Uh, I might listen then. But you know, you Aye. you get up, you get somebody who's worked at the club to say, "Oh, he's a mini Patrick Vieira." I mean, look, Kamara doesn't need that kind of headline because it, it puts an undue pressure on him. But but to to go back to. Him, John's point about Stephen Gerrard and what you get out of players—it it does seem to be the case. I mean, you—you you had a Celtic side under Ronnie Dyla who were not playing attractive football and not attracting capacity crowds, and the vast majority of them
1: under Brendan Rodgers then turned in a season with no defeats. Uh, Mark Greedy, now that it's it's official, so we we did explore this situation earlier, but it was it was a bit hypothetical. Jordan Jones will become a Rangers player next season. But until then, he's a Kilmarnock player. How do you see that playing out? Um, well, I, I, I'll, I'll
8: take that as read uh, for the moment. It, it just depends in terms of maybe if there's an injury or, or something is back and loan, I it could or, change, or, or yeah. then you know something like you know, like Jones uh, coming in. But what, what you've got to remember as well, let's say you know your Rangers and you're thinking Jordan Jones playing for the team that's third in the league, you might want him at Kilmarnock in terms of him being a threat to Celtic and Aberdeen. Well, in the summer true. I'm coming from, yeah, I, I Rangers. Do. So could be a threat does, does, to Rangers. That, be, yeah, but listen, that's again, that's for Stevie Clark needs to look him in the eye and say, are you going to play against you And they've got so listen, we don't, I don't know the boy uh, well enough to to answer that kind of question. But uh, at the moment, I'd say it's pre-contracts. I don't expect it to to uh, to happen permanently in January unless maybe Rangers lose one or two and and they have to bolster the squad.
2: Mark's point is an important one because it's a war of attrition now. Everywhere Rangers and Celtic go, is a problem. Command uh, will present problems home or away. Aberdeen, likewise. Hearts, Hibs, St Johnston. This is a real war of attrition. In every game, there'll be no such thing. Even against the St Mirrens of this world, they've already denied Celtic
1: two points at Paisley. Every game is life or death. Um- Mark Weedy, you have watched Jordan Jones quite a lot this season if I'm thinking yeah. back to, to games you've covered yeah, just they, generally, yeah, what, yeah. what do you think of him?
8: Yeah, he's got great pace he, he, he operates in the left-hand side but he's actually his best foot's so his right foot you know, so he, he'll, he'll come in and uh, you know, he'll, he'll link the play up well sometimes I think he can, he, he can overdo it um, and so he just has to learn when just to take every step back and, and just pass it inside and keep possession but the good thing about him is which we don't see often enough in the game these days. He's a winger that wants to go and take on his full-back. He, he wants to link in. He's good as well. For example, he scored for Kilmarnock um the last game before the break when the, when the ball was down the other side and he came in to get an end of Greg Stewart's cross and put it away inside the six-yard box. So he, he can venture into the middle as well uh, and be a goal through. But listen, if you're getting him on a free transfer or let's say even you, you decide to go and getting for 150 grand or whatever this month, he's got the potential to become uh, a match winner for Rangers, help them win games, and also become a a financial asset to them as well.
9: Gordon Deal? Yeah, I think in the modern day game, especially in the wide areas, pace, delivery is everything. And he's got that. um, Whether he can go every second week in front of 50,000 people and deliver is another thing. But um, I think Rangers, good business, I think they're starting to rebuild again, looking at different um, sort of areas. And if you've got a guy like Defoe coming in, what this guy needs, and he will score goals, I don't think there's a question mark there. I know everybody can relate back to other signings coming up from England. I just think Defoe's different. I think in the 18-yard box, he runs, he's clever, he's a finisher, natural. You've got to supply that. And I think Rangers are looking at that. Plus the fact if Davis comes in, you know what he can do. He's a ter- terrific passer of the ball. I think they're good signers. We'll speak to Jim in Kilmarnock. Hi, Jim. Hi, guys. How are you
11: doing?
1: Good, thanks. Uh, it about the, the Rangers signings, the guys that were brought in,
10: the eh, Flo Davis, the uh, Kimara and the Boy Jones. It's phenomenal to get these guys in so early, and I think. Um, what Steven Gerrard brought
11: to this club in the short space of time he's been here. Um, Celtic seems to be like a boxer on the ropes now. They're in, they're in turmoil with their, their signings. They're not really spending any money like the fans expected them to. A lot of Brendan Rodgers signings have they worked. work. They spent nine million in Edouard, the fans and a lot of other people and probably the guys like yourselves is questioning, is Edward really
8: nine, worth £9 million? Pounds? I just feel the pendulum swinging now and I think um, there's absolutely no reason why this league title's not going to be ours this season. Mark Weedy. Um, Celtic are not in turmoil, <laughs> <laughs> Jim, they're top of the league. We are a game in hand and they've won seven domestic trophies in the trot. If you want to take it your own as good as your last game, let's analyse that and absolutely Celtic were diabolically poor against Rangers and Rangers deserve to win the game by three or four goals Um, so certainly what we've got now is a challenge there's a challenge at the top of the table Rangers are credible they're real and there is absolutely no doubt that they can go on and win the league but Celtic are not in turmoil Um, They've got money to spend The transfer window is only five days old There's still 26 days to go So listen, we assess it all at the end of the season And see where everybody is But to say Celtics in turmoil No, they're absolutely not They are top of the league
2: But I think Jim is uh, one of those Rangers supporters Who for the first time in seven or eight years Is now able to see light at the end of the tunnel And know that it's not an oncoming train Uh, So they, they do have players Uh, Defoe will be a tasty addition Stephen Davis will be a, a tasty addition as well They do have players As soon as this season resumes, the league season We are in for one heck of a finish Because there are absolutely no guarantees for Celtic But I agree with Mark Greedy In the next 26 days, Celtic must know They absolutely must know that they need to get players Who can make a difference Between winning And losing the title Jim What I would say about oh, sorry. that Sorry Just On you go back
8: to Jim's point What I would say going is Celtic are Absolutely there For the taking That's for sure On you go Jim Mark See when you're saying About the Celtic have got
11: money To spend And they're going yeah. to spend it Did you not All you kind of guys That work in the same industry Did you not say that in July They bought Edward for 9 million But they lost a player At 7 million So they sold him for 7 Nobody really yeah, spent no. 2 million Where is all this money they've got?
8: Well, well I, did, I didn't say they were going to spend. I said they've got they've got money to spend. And just to go back to one of your other points, is, is Edward worth nine million pound? Yeah, I'd say all day long. That's a, a good investment to get Edward um, at that money. So look, you don't always have to spend money to get good players. Look, look at your look at your own team. Jim Morelos, a million quid. Ryan Kent, nothing. On loan, you know, you, you look at boys that that, that, that they've brought in. Tavernier, six hundred grand. Alan McGregor. Bosman so you just because a player costs 5 million quid doesn't mean to say he's going to do any better than somebody uh, he, he can get uh, in a uh, free I tax, tax. however Jim, what it does do it gives you a better chance if you've got money to spend and if Celtic if the right player comes up in this window I think they'll absolutely go out and do it I
2: think the point that Jim misses uh, he's he mildly hyperventilating now you know he's saying where is this money where is this money there is such a thing as published accounts and in the published accounts, Celtic have twenty-seven million pounds in the bank. So it's not—it's not a big
1: secret that the money's in the bank. 0141 951 1025 Give us your thoughts What about the transfers today Celtic fans Happy or not Or somewhere in between With the capture of Oliver Burke On loan Until the end of the season You Motherwell fans Ross McCormick was very popular First time around What do you make of him Returning to Fur Park And of course Were you out at a game today What did you see Phone us And tell us John is in Baylison Hi John Hi guys How
12: you doing Good thanks Um. The guy, the, I'm a Celtic fan myself, the guy the Rangers fan before it kind of just said a wee bit it, um, about the sort of pendulum and stuff like that. And I know Mark says again that you're only as good as your last game in certain aspects, but okay, there ain't, maybe it has kind of swung just that wee bit in. You're hearing certain pundits now saying the Rangers are now favourite to win the league and stuff. We're five days into the transfer window. I mean, it's no the last day. It's, why, why is there such a panic that Celtic have not to anybody? They've got three, three games. The next three games are all home. got um, a game in hand. Well, we've already won seven titles. We're then close to winning the treble again. Um, everything that's happening. How do you think? the panel's thoughts? If Rangers win nothing, Is it still a successful season?
2: No, absolutely not. No, it's not what they brought Stephen Gerrard up here for. He's up here to provide a tangible sign of success. That's either the League Cup, the Scottish Cup or the Premiership title. I think the biggest
1: uh, Is it as simple as that What if what if, Very hypothetical What if they ran Celtic Really really close You know you're talking Last couple of games I, I, I think that, yeah. if they're
3: bringing in Guys like Defoe And Davis Who they'll be paying Substantial money for Okay no transfer fee Involved But substantial money And whoever else They bring in if Celtic, I think he needs To win something yeah. I, I don't think uh, Running if Celtic, Celtic close to, Would do
2: it If Celtic get Eight in a row Then A panic will set in At Rangers side of the city Because the the dreaded 10 in a row Will be much closer However the point I was going to make to John From Celtic's perspective Yeah of course there is no panic Of course they are top of the league uh, Have a game in hand And next three matches at home I understand all of that The problem is the first half of the season Four defeats Three draws 18 points dropped It shows a gradual drop in standards where Celtic are concerned. They did not lose four league games in the previous two seasons. Now they've lost four league games in half a season. And Mark yeah, a couple
12: of weeks ago, there were, everybody was raving about how well Celtic were playing. And they were putting five, six, five, six constant every week. Teams away. So, okay, they've had a few injuries. There's boys away on international duty. Don't know, don't me, I don't know if Rodgers would have made that much difference last Saturday, but... The very fact that he was in the end of a side that was playing, to a certain
2: extent, not great, but they were
12: still playing better than
2: they were. So be the they point. An off day last Yeah, but uh, examine, <laughs> eh, John, you've got yeah. to examine examine, and analyse the first half of the season. And four defeats and three draws, by Brendan Rodgers' standards, uh, is poor. On Celtic's behalf You've got to and take
3: it, into account though Hugh as well That the other teams When Celtic have slipped up Are picking up points if We remember It was under Ronnie Dyler uh, And things like that Where Aberdeen Were running them close And every time Celtic slipped up Aberdeen couldn't Handle the pressure yeah, and, and they often slipped and, and that's up That's Kelly, it, Rangers Yeah But
2: it's, it's different now It's yeah. different Rangers are Breathing down Celtic's neck Kilmarnock are one point behind Celtic and Rangers Every game now are, is vital.
12: I understand. done it but, the week before. Of you, yeah. there I were one up
2: I understand no, that. I, mean, so I understand that, but, but I in horror. Uh,
12: panic, have
2: That, but you keep saying panic. Who's who's panicking? No, but
12: you're hearing. No, I'm, I, I personally, I'm not panicking. But you're hearing guys on social media and guys phoning up here, even Celtic fans phoning mm. up and meaning that there's... there's Okay they're saying That there's no one issue But you can hear it In their voice and stuff
1: Just before we go John We're a bit short on time What, what are your thoughts On Oliver Sorry. Burke
12: Um, I don't know I'm not too sure Gordon to be honest I've not really heard A lot about him In the last couple of years He was He was a big thing When he was with Leipzig A few years ago But mm-hmm. I don't know The jury's still out on that
1: one Okay Jury's still out Says John What do you think Do you agree or disagree Give us your thoughts On the phones 1025.
0: After they play you have your say 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line
1: What's for you to pick from tonight Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray, Gordon DL, Mark Guidi All here and ready to take your calls So have you been at a game this afternoon? What did you make of it? Was it a good result, a bad result? What did the referee get up to? You can share all the usual Saturday evening thoughts with us. And let's talk transfers. Celtic fans, are you happy with the capture of Oliver Burke on loan? Rangers fans, it's now official. Glenn Camara and Jordan Jones on pre contracts. Uh, give us your thoughts. James is a Celtic fan in Greenock. Hi, James.
10: Hi guys. I hope you're all right.
1: Thanks, James. Same Um, to you.
10: I've been kind of getting a migraine the last couple of nights and I'm listening to the phone in and I'm on hearing this people slagging after the phone, Davis and people slagging off the over. Of Burke. I just think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant for a game that this has going on. I mean, I'm a Celtic fan and I'm buzzing that Rangers are actually going as a bit of a challenge this season. It's great. I mean, the last couple of years ago when you had Dyla, there was like 25,000 people coming up at Parking, 30,000 people. Even yeah. Brendan Rodgers' first two seasons The only thing that really kept it interesting for me Was obviously the, the unbeaten season The treble, the double treble This is brilliant it's And to right. be honest with you I take my hat off to Dave King Because I said to people They might not agree with me But Rangers have smelt blood And they get Defoe in And they get Davis in Very, very quickly And they've basically said to Celtic Over to you And I just thought Well for me being a Celtic fan I hope you've got the answers I mean if I'm saying how great it is But if Rangers win the league I'll be greeting it My Coco Pops
2: It's part of the rivalry James That you must Run down the other side It's just part of The 21st century You must run down The other side It doesn't matter Jermaine Defoe could score fifty goals between now and the end of the season, and somebody would
1: find something negative no. to say about him. Likewise, Ollie Burke. It's the lengths they go to, Hugh, because I've never been like caught up in the rivalry side. When we do like the rivalry, we embrace it. But the lengths people go to to um, to to Back slag up. the other yeah. the other team's yeah. signings, I think is is there is there a worse piece of patter on social media than when someone signs someone and the opposition fans reply, who? Question yeah. mark Honestly yeah, Come uh, on uh, That can't uh, be the best you've got So far as social media is concerned There is no such thing as debate There uh, there
2: are both ends of the spectrum And there's never any middle ground So you just ignore all that uh, we, we Now wait I, I think the four will score goals here For sure uh, Oliver Burke um, You know James is is looking forward to it The last Celtic supporter on the line Didn't exactly give him a
4: ringing endorsement We'll see I think, I think we've been on the show today James Actually saying that we embrace this Some of these guys might be coming to tail end But what they do do is They bring up the profile of the Scottish game The names, you know, the caps It's international players as well Ollie Bucks obviously at the start of that kind of. But over the course of the next couple of weeks And several callers, 25 days We're saying there's all these other factors Commander will have to bring in players Mother will maybe Bring in Ross McCormack So you're, all you want to do is Is try and improve the profile yeah. And then hopefully look forward to some good stuff In the, the second part and, of the season. And James
1: in case you're wondering Social media tells me that you're not a real Celtic fan Because of what you're saying So that, that's oh, no, You can't kind of be a real fan if you praise up Rangers That's how
10: it works
1: yeah. Defend it's yourself Come on prove it <laughs> Prove <laughs> well, it. it Go
10: on social yeah. media See, I'm, not, I'm not exactly <laughs> panicking But as I say the fact that Rangers have went and signed these two players in the first two days, as I said to somebody last week, would they have done that if Celtic had won last week and had a chance to go nine points clear? I'm not so sure. But the fact that they won last week, they've smelt blood and they've went bang. We're going to sign these two players and get them in the door, just because I, I, I'm actually praising Rangers doesn't mean I'm
1: not a Celtic fan. Mark Guidi as I say, sorry, I was just no. going to see what Mark's overall thought no, no, because you, you, know, you, you raised a good point, James, about just the overall profile. Um, what do you think, Mark Guidi?
8: It's brilliant, you know, when you think of Steve Davis, what he was like the first time round at Rangers, he's been at Southampton and, and what a servant he's been there and played under Manners, Pochettino, Ronald Koeman, so you think that kind of player they're going to get back into the dressing room, back in to help the younger guys, guys who haven't won titles, remember Steve Davis won a lot of trophies with Rangers, so, so that experience made invaluable Jermaine Defoe as well, so you're right, as I said, five minutes ago, Celtic are there for the taking, I still think Celtic will win the league, I still think they'll have a good transfer window this month, but if you are Rangers, you're Stephen Gerrard, you're Dave King, you're a supporter you're a player, you must think right now we are going to win the league, you must absolutely fancy your chances, and as Hugh you'll know we're talking about Hugh, CZ, as soon as we kick off a game, I'm right in it, and it takes me back to the days, Hugh, we all remember it. you're turning up at a game whether it's at Rangers or Celtic when it was, you know, Advocate against Daniel, when it was uh, McLeish against Strachan, Motorsmith Smith against Strachan, etc., yeah. uh, etc., et there was no time to light up when Alan and Mark played at different sides of the old firm. At that time, your turn up to, trying to think, we don't have margin for error today. No, we no, need no. to win, and we're going to lose, and the fans are going to be turning up with the trannies at the game. The second half of the season has the makings of being an absolute belter. And will you
2: now admit that you told me to jump the barrier at Shinjuku <laughs> Station in Tokyo? <laughs> uh,
8: I, I probably did, but the thing that the thing that that, that didn't no surprise me was lo and behold, you, you when you were hoping I was going to pay for that was it. That was the thing. Hey, great memories, you. Great memories.
1: Some things never change. Final word to you in this.
10: One, James. No, as I say, sometimes people just need to kind of take the green glasses off and the blue glasses, obviously, to the other side. But I'm looking forward to the last six months. It will actually be sweeter for me if Celtic win this league because the Rangers fans are actually telling me that they're going to win it. Though. So election will be sweeter Than any other ones But no thanks for taking my call guys. No
1: worries You're going to have to get on You're going to have to send us Pictures in your Celtic shirt Because they're, they're not having you We don't usually get that That type of balance Twitter's telling me There's no chance James is a Celtic fan There we go Anyway thanks to James Celtic fan from Greenock Let's see if we've got anything uh, Coming in as far as Today's uh, post-match reactions go Let's see what we've got A few big games this afternoon Gary Caldwell Let's hear from him
6: It's the same story every week Uh thought we were superb First half absolutely brilliant and every aspect of the game totally dominated them scored one goal should have scored three and the game's finished and we we, we pay for it second half because they come out and they're obviously going to have a go at home they're only one down they've got something to play for but uh, we have to be more clinical but in terms of how we go about it uh, we, we were fantastic and how we played
10: How do you know the penalty?
6: Soft
3: Speak to the referee about it afterwards. No point. <sighs> Is that yeah. the things that go against you when you're at this? Like, you know, people say bad luck comes when you're at the bottom of the table, or? You know, no, I'm not
6: somebody that, that believes in luck, bad luck. uh just think it's bad refereeing. And and every week, uh, both referees, uh, both managers have a go at referees, so if we're both <laughs> having a go, then there's <laughs> something <laughs> wrong.
5: Are pleased enough with the way the new players are today?
6: Yeah, delighted, delighted. I don't think they're 100% match fit, and that was why we obviously had to take uh, Gary off and then uh, Steve off. But uh, what what they gave to the team was a lot. You could see that first half, the the control we had in the game. Like I said, defensively we looked much more solid. They they hardly got in the game. Uh, we controlled midfield uh, with a with a diamond. And the two front players were a, were a real threat. And the only thing is, is putting the ball in the net. Their keeper makes two magnificent saves. Uh, and, and if he doesn't, the game's finished.
1: Are you hopeful of a few more arrivals?
6: Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully, a few
1: more. the thoughts there of Gary
2: Caldwell? <laughs> yes, well, he began by saying the same story every week. I would suggest it's the same interview every week. Because, as ever, Parthic Pistol have totally dominated the game, they were absolutely brilliant. Uh, it was a soft penalty Against Partick Thistle It was a bad referee We controlled the game They're bottom of the league
4: Yeah do you know The interesting thing About this Hugh I mean, And you're absolutely right In what you say In terms of this, the post-match The most alarming thing for me Is if they're dominating games And they're kind of Bullying teams And they're, they're getting All the momentum And they can't buy A result oh. There will come a point Where they're actually Not controlling the game And they'll end up Worse results Than what they're actually Getting at the moment they need to turn this. If it's so the case, Partick Thistle fans may welcome down the road. Let us know because this can't be the case that you're dominating mm. games continuously and not getting results.
1: That said, Mark Wilson, if you if you separate it, if you take a step back and take the game in isolation, which I know you, maybe you can't, maybe you can't do that, that would still go down as a decent point oh. for Partick mm-hmm. Thistle. And so there's clearly enough. Encouragement there I think, Yeah I think Gary Caldwell
3: The signings are made uh, and He didn't put them all in today But you're going away to, to Tannadice A team who are Up at the top end of the table Aspirations of Gaining promotion You would have Took a point Right away It's just uh, I said it earlier on the show When he goes in And he sees the Falkirk result He goes Oof. I mean We can't buy a bit of luck And sometimes When you're down there And it's a dangerous thing Things like that Just go against you have to tend to agree with Alex so, and, and Hugh about the post-match interviews. I can't they can't dominate games every single week and come away with defeats and draws? There's got to be a time where you actually turn that dominance into victories. And I mean, the Partick Thistle fans might come on and tell is different, but I would find it hard to believe that they dominate every week yet don't pick up a victory. And uh, I think we'll we'll be sure to see a few more signings because I think Gary's stated that. I know he's got a few in But he needs a few more um, But Will the board allow him I'm not saying his job's under threat But It's clearly going to be backed If he's already brought in five
2: I mean it's the, This listen, window
3: alone A uh, draw
2: at Tadice, Given that United are yep. third on the table That's okay But you can't Come on all the time Win, lose or draw And tell everybody That You were uh, the better team Yeah And that you totally dominated And you are absolutely brilliant I mean you know, he's used the, the expression Absolutely brilliant And totally dominated uh, It can't be the, that every week And you're still bottom of the league
4: Come back to the finances In terms of what you were saying there uh, They can't bring more players in It will really depend on, you know Whether they're willing to put the, push out the bot To the, to support their new manager Give them the tools to actually try and turn it around Because mm. Is four or five players Enough That's the thing When you've you've got guys That are not doing
9: it On a regular basis Gordon Dale still goes down As a good point Doesn't it Yes But uh, he needs more Than just a point He needs to start uh, Getting victories Whether they're dominating Or not Whether it's an ugly victory Mm. And I can't believe The likes of him out here (laughs) I am a pitch black Um, (laughs) Hold on Can I see a thing boys (laughs) Um, I've got to say I think that he's got To start winning games It doesn't matter One ugly Get a performance Just go in and out And get three points Because Partick Thistle Cannot afford To drop an hour nah, The event. guys don't believe you Guys you're pulling some stunts. Take Alec, a picture on your Alec. phone
4: I know your game You have the I, car running
9: anew I, I, I know I tell a fib or <laughs> two Right but, but I swear I can't see it. Well you know what to do See that
1: iPhone in your pocket Take a I picture know. Send it to me And I'll I, be the judge Of whether the lights yeah. have gone out Don't or worry not. mate
9: I'll bounce five
1: um. <laughs> He's going to put his hand over the lens And take oh, a picture
9: yeah. Alright I'm going to take a picture. That's Go incredible I can't take I can't see my phone Hold <laughs> it's, on.
1: it's got a light on it Hold on I need to get away Right we light. don't need to do this on the radio You can just send me the picture And we'll be the judge Of whether the lights have gone out or not okay. Alright Live photography on Super Yeah like It's a first uh, Laurie's and Denison Hi Laurie
13: uh, Panel good evening And I would like to wish Everyone in the studio A happy new year of course Same Thank to you, you Laurie, Laurie. Uh, guys, uh, understandably, Rangers fans are intoxicated with euphoria just now. For them, a long drought finally came to an end last week. So uh, their uh, feelings of ecstasy are easily understood by me. And I have to put my hand up and say that I, for one, well and I got it wrong because I had been in the programme a number of times uh, over the last couple of months fully expect and uh, the title is to be all over by the shouting uh, by the end of the year. That has proven not to be the case. So uh, I relish with anticipation the remainder of the season and it means when I go to games now, I, every result is important. Uh, what I will say is that the 22 players who contested the game uh, from the start last season, unquestionably uh, Rangers were by far the better team on the day, and it would be churlish and lacking in grace for me to say otherwise. I will, uh, however, add that uh, for a variety of reasons, Celtic had a quartet of players who did not start that game. Uh, Tom Rodjic, Lee Griffiths, orson Edward, and Kieran Tierney. In addition to that, uh, our most dynamic midfield performer this season, Callum McGregor had to be deployed as an emergency left-back. Now, I cannot say categorically that had those guys started the game, the Celtic would have won the, the match. Uh, no one knows that. Uh, what I will say is that had them been available, and I realise uh, we can't change uh, the, the score. Rangers won, and the three points are there. Uh, but what I will say is that had them been available, uh, would the panel uh, think it fair comment if I were to say that Celtic's chances would have been enhanced?
2: It's one of these questions it's impossible to, to answer. And I, and I think the, the, the better thing to do is to look ahead at what is to come, not what has gone in the past. Uh, we'll never know if the four of them would have made any difference because they might have been dominated by Rangers as the four who took their places were dominated by Rangers. Uh, It's all about what Celtic do now, who they get in this window. Will Oliver Burke do it for Celtic? Uh, Do they have a marquee signing in mind? Because, as you said, Laurie, the league could be lost at Motherwell. It could be lost against Kilmarnock. It could be lost at Easter Road or Tynecastle. And this applies to Rangers as well. There are no easy shots now. Every game is going to have the league title at stake for Celtic and for Rangers. I still, with the greatest respect to Kilmarnock and to Steve Clark in particular, I still cannot believe that Kilmarnock won the title. So for me, it's between Celtic and Rangers. But everywhere they
3: go, the league is at stake and it's a heavy pressure to deal with. Hugh Laurie asked if Celtic's chance would have been enhanced had they players played. I think it would have. I think if you've got four players who are... Arguably, you're picking your bunch, your best four players in any team, then you've got a better chance of winning with them
1: in the team. But so do I don't you, how think. Do you,
2: how do you categorically.
1: Yeah, because, the... Mar- uh, you, I mean, you, yeah, of course you are right. Of course you, they would have been. But then, but, uh, you would no, you, you respect. Would ris- no, no, But would you respect then. Because th- this is what football does. Any Rangers fan listening might say, well, we'd like to have been able to choose, f- you know. Murphy, I'm Barisic, Barisic, I'm, I'm, Barisic, I'm, I'm just, Murphy Barisic. Barisic. Murphy, Dorans.
3: Exactly, so but you you I'm can't, can't it's just. I'm just answering Laurie's question yeah, that, Would yeah. their chances Of being the enhanced answer yes. The answer is yes <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, If you've got your best Four players missing Yeah And Rangers would have Been the same Rangers Rightly You see had, had players missing Perhaps if Celtic Put out the team they did And Rangers had All those guys playing the result would have been worse for Celtic. Who knows? But if you've got the best four players or your best team out, of course, mm, that's are why enhanced. for me it's
4: a redundant argument. Teams have to deal with their injuries, and that's just yeah. part and parcel. You could say that with command, like you can say it with all the teams. You know, Hearts have struggled recently as well with that, that argument, and, and your argument would be would Hearts be better? So we could all say aye, but you can only take it on its
1: individual merit. Here's one Gordon Deal has actually sent me this picture. I don't know what, <laughs> what did What you take that on. I don't know like what, I can't like a, see A disposable camera or something I've I, I no idea what he, It does look as if he's in the dark For what oh. it's worth <laughs> At the <Dunbatton. laughs> can't um, see a thing uh, Forever Rangers on Twitter says Do the panel think Kelly will try and move Jones on in this window The Kelly fans are expressing their anger towards him on Twitter Doesn't look like he'll get played um, Jordan Jones has tweeted um, Unbelievably proud day for me and my yeah. family I've waited for this moment for a long time And today is a dream come true Hashtag W-A-T-P um, can you What's see that, why th- Say that again they'll be, they'll be, Yeah already, you know what okay. I mean uh, but th- Can you see why that Might not sit too well With Kilmarnock yeah, fans uh, If doubt. he's still going to play The other rest well, of the season Without doubt Because
2: immediately They will question His commitment to Kilmarnock mm. uh, The first I, game I have, I have the first abso- game's against Kilmarnock Yeah I have absolutely no problem With uh, Jordan Jones Expressing uh, His delight At joining Rangers The the club of his dreams The, the, the club of his boyhood Etc etc uh, Not a problem uh, but the Kilmarnock fans And Stevie Clark Must now be thinking Well It's doubtful We'd be better taking some money
1: for him now Alright we'll let you go Gordon If you are in the dark Unbelievable You can go <sighs> yeah, I, I just hope I just hope they've not locked me in I hope they have Right, right <laughs> see you guys I'll to you next week you you got go DL, yes. But Mark Wilson Alex Ray Hugh Keevens are still here And we want to hear from you
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard's Open Line.
1: Into the final part of tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson Alex Ray And Hugh Kevens are here And they're waiting to take your call Anything you witnessed out and about At a lower league game today Share it with us And what do you make of today's Signing news Ross McCormick to Motherwell Oliver Burke to Celtic Glenn Kamara and Jordan Jones On pre-contact tracks to Rangers You must have some thoughts Um Lauren Shankland didn't play for air today mm. Lots of people We've even had callers to this show Hugh saying that oh, I wouldn't mind Celtic taking a, a chance I wouldn't mind Rangers taking a chance There's a lot of fascination about um, him Let's hear from Neil Scally um, he, um, Ian His name just escapes me What has just happened do you? A yeah, block? Ian McCall. <laughs> no idea why that went out of my head he, he didn't do the press today Neil Scally did it um, But he spoke about Lauren Shankland
14: the, the way the game went Falkirk set up to frustrate us I thought the pressed really well and, and worked hard as a unit um, they've brought a few new faces in which seem to give them a wee bit of a lift but for me they've not really troubled us in, in, in our half and, um, and we've had a few opportunities at the other end, especially at the end and, and it's really disappointing to lose our uh, unbeaten record in, in that fashion, to be honest.
7: You didn't have Lawrence this afternoon through injuries. is it too simple to say that that was the reason?
14: No, I don't think so because I think this this season are, although don't get me wrong, Lawrence has been unbelievable for us but um, we've been a very good team um, With the amount of clean sheets and stuff like that We've had previously now Clean sheets doesn't come down to, down, down to Lawrence A lot of it's goals But um, He's a top goal scorer in the league It wouldn't matter who um, Had him out He had them out of their team Lawrence is just a great striker So In terms of Shankland Is there any kind of update on him? Do you still expect him to be out of the club at the end of the window? Well, we we can only plan for him to be here at the end of the window. But what I do know is, is um, Lawrence will be fit for next week. He, he he wasn't fit today, but he wasn't far off being fit. Uh, another couple of days and Lawrence would have been fine for the day's game. So um, we'll we'll um, we'll need the reaction from from the boys next week. But we'll we'll collect things. We'll go back to drawing boards at training and 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 then we'll prepare for for next week. We've got a lot of big games coming up and. Um, and but we're confident in the squad that we've got, and we'll, we'll see you know, how that goes. One to watch
1: you because by the end of January, Scottish and English clubs, I'm sure, will inquire at least about Lauren Shankland.
2: Yeah, but with respect, we're not discussing Harry Kane here. If Celtic or Rangers want him, they can have him for round about two hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Compared with the kind of money that they will be obliged to spend, Celtic and Rangers, this is money taken from the petty cash box. So if anybody, if either want them They can get them tomorrow
1: uh, It's only fair that we read out Jordan Jones next tweet Because he's, he's taking a bit of stick from Kilmarnock fans For the first one um, But he says I've said it before I'll say it again I couldn't be more grateful to Kilmarnock For their support and backing the last three years Without them I couldn't have achieved this dream I I have given everything for the club And will continue to do so Thank you
2: Well he knows that it, he's caused a, a storm Among the uh, Kilmarnock supporters uh, I would have to say once again, I have absolutely no problem with someone declaring their excitement over signing for the, the, their boyhood club, uh, the effect the transfer will have on his entire family and the pride it will give the entire family. Not a problem in this world with it, except that Kilmarnock play Rangers in the first game back in the league and the Kilmarnock fans now doubt whether Jordan Jones is fully committed to the cause.
1: Over to you, Steve Clark. I mean we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves Because a lot could happen before then But as it stands just now c- Can you see him playing that game? Can you see him playing for Kilmarnock against Rangers? Or is it As the first one back Is that one you just leave him out of And then and then you take it from there?
4: Well because of the impact he's scored In his last two games Gordon for Kilmarnock So they will be looking for him to Get his rest Go back to the pre-season uh, Winter break Get back up to speed And play within that game Because they, Listen Whatever way people think Kamala still very much in the hunt. You know, you yeah. look at the calendar yeah. year and the points that have actually ascertained. And Jordan Jones has been a right good big part of that. So for me, uh, he plays in that game. Uh, on the tweet situation, it would have been better if he'd attached the second tweet to the first tweet. Uh, and done it as one combined Because now you're having to respond
1: to people's disappointment uh, Incidentally, Kilmarnock's 150th birthday today, Hugh Keevans yeah, Slightly yeah. older than yourself Just we, a bit. We aware of that? What a what a year it would be then If they could somehow pull off the, the unthinkable And stay where they are till the end of the season Well, I mean, it'd be the story of all time
2: Or better, I should say Because, I mean, I, I remember Willie Wardle winning the league title For Kilmarnock at Tynecastle, Castle But the football world has turned upside down since then A club like Kilmarnock are taking on Celtic and Rangers who have budgets which, compared to Kilmarnocks, are astronomical, who can attract players who are household names, whereas Kilmarnock are having people like Stephen O'Donnell, who was at Luton Town before he came up here, Chris Burke at the tail end of his career, Kit Broadfoot likewise. So what Stevie Clark has done is... Miraculous But with regard to st- uh, Jordan Jones If you have to leave him out The first game against Rangers Then don't have him At the club at all Because it proves That you can't
1: trust him Jamie's a Rangers fan In Balornock Hi Jamie how you doing, guys? Good thanks What's your point tonight?
15: I'll tell you what. I see this guy It was only about 10-15 minutes ago
1: mm-hmm.
15: I mean I know The guys got a lot In football, right? I'm not going to dispute that But I, I think The question Ashes Was a wee bit Sure grapes To be honest See at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many players Celtic were missing against Rangers. seeing you look at every other game at Rangers had players missing, Tomarak had players missing, Hearts, especially Harts had players missing, and if I we were on the team, how many points would celtic have dropped when they just sneak through one nouts one nouts one nouts
2: Well that's why for me The argument is redundant You know What would have happened If he'd been playing And as Alec Ray rightly said well, What would have happened If he'd been playing for Rangers And so on and so forth It's a redundant argument The only thing that's important About this league now Is how Celtic Rangers Come out the traps Because everywhere they go The remainder of the season Is booby-trapped and they need to be very very careful
4: You make a good point you Hugh in ter- gonna, you, wh- gonna, Hugh I'm makes gonna, a good point there J- Jamie He makes a good point in terms of the, the only thing you can actually assess is Where you are at this stage yeah. Now every club have got pros and cons What they could have done Decision making And we're assessing it now The window is going to be paramount In terms of where clubs go And who they can recruit And you know the impact that has on a club I can't wait for the second part of this season Because oh. it's been absolutely brilliant you go, Jimmy. By the way, it's been
15: m it's been the most exciting season for let's say the past eight, nine years, let's be honest about it. And see, for Camarock, well done to Clark. I mean, for the money that guy's no go to take Camark where they're new, going into the second part of the season and Kamarnock a point behind the and say like that is absolutely phenomenal. For me Absolutely to, phenomenal. For me,
2: if you talk about who was not playing in the old firm game, it's the same as saying, Well, you see, if Celtic hadn't drawn it, St. Mirren and Motherwell will but they did. It's over and done with, move on It's what happens in the second half of the season The rest of it
1: is in the past Jamie, the breaking news from your Rangers perspective Would be that uh, Glenn Kamara and Jordan Jones Have signed those pre-contract agreements What do you make of that?
15: Kamara, Defoe I know Steve Davis I, I hope Steve Davis comes back Because he's a the engine And he was, when he was when he was with us Kamara, aye Looking forward to him Jones especially I think the boys Got a lot of talent But I think The big thing for us in you know, who Seriously as a goal scorer I mean In two games We created something Like odd chances And scored two or three goals So I think the four Could be I know he's 36 But Look at Kenny Muller 40 Look at DB Weir look, And I'm only mentioning English players here Because I don't know Any Celtic players That's played to that age Or Hibs or Harts Or whatever but I think Kamara eh, Sorry The foe Will In the second half of the season pale goals in for us at the, He's at, worth at least 15 to 20 goals From the end of the season And that could be a big Big factor In who wins the title
4: Yeah absolutely I think uh, Listen I think that's one of the ones that Everyone's excited Particularly from a Rangers point of view uh, and he's, you're right, me, you say there, Jamie. And I th- listen, I think there'll be a few more additions, and I think there'll be two and thrown as well. I think there'll be a few players go out and loan as well. So it's about balancing the books and uh, everyone trying to kind of maintain a challenge going forward.
1: How big a challenge is there for Glenn Kamara? And we're mm. we're getting ahead of ourselves because it's not until the summer. Um, there are a lot of players in that midfield area for Rangers. Um, and I suppose you're, you're looking for ones who can really establish themselves and, and kick Rangers on to that, that next level ultimately. I'm not saying Glenn Kamara can't be that guy, but he's, yeah. you know, coming from Dundee, there's clearly a step there, and everything that that goes up, goes along with handling the you know the crowd, the expectation. Um, so so he's he's going to need to rise to that challenge, isn't
4: he? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I've seen him several times. I've seen him a couple of times in the summer as well, Gordon, when he was playing in preseason friendlies in, in Portugal. I was really impressed with him. I, I really was. I know people say, oh, it's because he's just joined Rangers. He's, he's talented. He can manipulate the ball, and he can pick a pass. That's what I've been screaming out for. Uh, with the Rangers midfield of late, because the you know Stephen Davis was a prime example of that, that will be the, the more immediate thing. And then Kamara coming in the summer, it could be a good uh, addition.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm just looking at a quote here. It's amazing. You open a book and then you, your eye falls upon a quote. It isn't. Why what, has he got a
1: book in the studio anyway?
2: No, look, it's a, jotter. <laughs> a, look, not a chotter, It's right. <laughs> a jotter right? It isn't what we say or think that defines us. It's what we do. You can talk as much as you like You can think oh, Who said that? Right? Hugh Kevins? No, it was Jane Austen
1: Actually <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah See I brought an intellectual I was going to say This programme program. has
1: just Taken a step up He's quoting Jane Austen at Five, t- five minutes before the GBX starts On a Saturday night I never <laughs> thought I would job, see the day George has got a lot To live up uh, to I'd glad I'm here uh, Well indeed uh, Mark Wilson uh, Big day on the transfer front Big day as far as The, the Championship And League One's concerned as well
3: Well, it's been a great day again You know, our top league might be away But we're always going to have the interest of the transfer window And for the the championship, again The the title race is well and truly on All the big teams slipping up And for Partick Thistle fans Well, reality strikes
1: They hold Mm. up the table and teams are doing their business early In the top flight Glenn Kamara and Jordan Jones Just signed on pre-contracts to Rangers Oliver Burke signed for Celtic on loan earlier Ross McCormick has come back to Motherwell uh, And of course it looks like Stephen Davis and Jermaine Defoe Will happen very soon indeed As for today in our featured matches It finished Air United 0 Falkirk 1 Dundee United 1 Partick Thistle 1 Dunfermline 2 Allowa 2 And in League 1 Dumbarton 2 Thank you Hugh Kevins, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray for joining me in the studio Big thanks to the top team who kept us informed all around the grounds But as always, the biggest thanks goes to you Thank you for listening, thanks for the calls and tweets We'll be back on Monday night from 6 o'clock Hugh Kevins and Alex Ray will be here And stay where you are, Michael Smith is in on the GBX next